Each of us struggle with some level of anxiety. Certain triggers seem to exasperate it at times, and yet many of us don't know what to do when the onslaught begins. The issue is not if you will be anxious, but what to do when you become anxious. It's time to go the second mile and answering anxiety. This is Travis Sagney. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if somebody asks you to go one mile, go with him the second mile. In this uh, Jesus's day, it was kind of expected uh, territory that if a Roman uh, soldier told you that you had to carry his stuff for one mile, you had to do it. It was the law. Uh, but what Jesus was trying to do was, was set up a countercultural group of followers who said, don't just do what the law requires, but do what grace enables. And so he said, instead of just doing just the bare minimum and going the uh, one mile, go the second mile. See if you can even go even beyond that. And so these weekly podcast episodes are trying to help you in specific ways how you can do more than just the bare minimum of following Christ. And so on this 56th episode, uh, I want to talk to you about the answer for anxiety because um, I realize this is something that continues to grow uh, in our lives and as a culture, and people just have a whole lot of different opinions when it comes to anxiety. And I just want to say that the first milers, um, if people are just doing the bare minimum, they're going to acknowledge that anxiety is there, um, and they're going to almost accept it as reality, um, and maybe even have a spiritual set of lens for it, but they're just kind of going to say, well, this is something that I can't do anything about because it's something that takes over me. Um, it's something that uh, I really can't help. This is how I'm wired. This is how I'm designed. This is just um, whatever the type of deal is, first mile stuff is when you accept it. And that is important that you would accept at different levels. We're all wired differently. And yes, we each struggle in different ways. But the second mile kind of process of this for you could be something very, very different where instead of just doing just the bare minimum and acknowledging it, that you decide you're going to find an answer for it. Now, before you go ahead and put me in one of those positions like pigeonhole me as that guy who says, okay, you've got a you know perfect, easy solution for whatever's going on, and uh, the simplicity of it is just this is your three-step plan, and then all of a sudden everything's going to work. I'm not going to be that for you today, but I am going to share with you something that I think is absolutely pivotal, that no matter what route that you take uh, regarding your anxiety, this has to come into play. This is the answer for anxiety, uh, and I'm not saying that you're going to be completely rid of it through your life. If you do this, uh, but I will say that this that this is absolutely huge. If you're ever going to see any success, any type of progress, without this one thing, you'll never be able to see any type of success as you address your anxiety. And so, I want to help you out find out what that answer is today. So what is that answer for anxiety? I'm going to go ahead and give it to you what it is. Uh, but it it's comes from Philippians chapter 4 where it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer. Uh, let your request be made known to God. And all of a sudden you may say, oh, here we go. This is going to be some pastor just giving us a real simple spiritual Jesus answer and thinking that this is a uh, something that can be addressed real simple. I want to, I want to promise you this. Um, I don't think that complex issues uh, always just have a single step. Um, in fact, I think a lot of people may find success that when anxiety hits, uh, you have to always consider uh, what are those things that are making me anxious and are there some certain things that can remove. And I know this, that 
and something like as complex as anxiety, uh, there's a lot of things that can help with it. Um, there can be helps of stuff like prayer. There can be things of making sure that you've got good friends and relationships where you're talking through some of your concerns. Um, I know this, exercise, diet, and sleep and sunlight can have a huge uh, deal with it. Um, obviously, people can can rely on different types of tactics, whether it's uh, just taking a step, to, uh, taking a chance, and um, taking the time out to breathe. Uh, some people would believe in, in medicine and, and u- utilizing that, or therapy, or counseling, or or just different types of things. There's all types of stuff that you can. But I, I will say this: while while prayer may seem like a simple answer. It's really not because I believe that it's the first step that you have to do to do any other step uh, subsequent to that because you have to be able to. Prayer is ultimately this. I'm saying, God, I trust you and that I want to um, focus um, and, and hear from you about how I can address something as important as dealing with anxiety. And so if you try just to use uh, a specialist or a counselor or the expert's opinion, and you're not consulting God, I really doubt that you're going to be able to experience any type of success. Prayer is you reaching out to God and saying, I need to hear from you, God. Uh, I I'm, I'm, have a lot of different ideas of how I can address this anxiety, but I know this, without you, none of this is going to work. And so prayer is not only maybe prayer is the first thing that you probably need to do. Uh, it may not be the last thing that you'll do to combat anxiety. In, in fact, I doubt that it will be. But I'm saying that if you are really focusing in on um, therapy and counseling and medication and exercise and different breathing tactics and you name it, and you're never consulting God, I don't think you're ever going to get to a place where you actually can see true success in dealing with anxiety until you at least address it before God. And you may have this uh, mindset that you feel like you can't because you're almost embarrassed by it, that you feel like, you know what? God must be disappointed in me that I'm struggling this way, and I should be able to just sort of pull myself together and not struggle and and, and be anxious. But here's what I, I know: um, I, I believe that if if we have this fundamental belief that God knows all things, right? That He is omniscient, He's all knowing. That means that He knows the struggles that you're um, dealing with right now. So if He's not um, unaware of them. Uh, then I also don't think that he's probably overwhelmed by them either. And so I think one of the most dangerous things that you can do is be struggling with anxiety and never approach God in prayer and never be honest with you. You almost feel like you have this force field around your brain that's right, the stuff that you're thinking about and overwhelmed by that you don't want him to know about. Can I just give you a spoiler alert? Like He knows already. He is completely aware. He sees it perfectly. And so when you decide, I'm just going to take and try to deal with the anxiety either by just giving up to it or just surrendering and saying, you know what, there's nothing else that can help, or you're going to all these other people to help, and you're never turning to God to help, I'm saying that you're missing out on the one who can help you fight through anxiety. And through your prayer, you might see that he will come alongside and help instruct you in all different types of tactics and things that you can do. But I'm saying that without his power and support and direction, I believe that almost any tactics, not only may they not be successful, you might find that even some of the things that you're doing are causing the anxiety to even grow uh, because it's all on you. And these issues are so big that you need to have the most powerful one in the world working on them, and that's none other than God. Since anxiety and worry and stress can exhaust anybody at any time, uh, many of us, all of us at some level, we're plagued with those circumstances that rob us of joy day in, day out. And, um, and I just want you to know that when you're anxious, don't neglect to pray. 
Um, you know, as we're studying Philippians right now at the church, I, I've loved uh, getting my head around this book and seeing Paul's uh, line of thinking, the way that God would compose this letter um, through his um, writings. But uh, the city of Philippi had a very special place in the heart of Paul. He absolutely loved this church. Uh, when he wrote Philippians, his intention was to visit them soon. Uh, he referenced that in chapter 2, verse 24, uh, even though he was currently stuck in prison, as he mentions in chapter 1, verse 7. So as a prisoner who was incarcerated for the crime of doing God's work, I mean, Paul wrote to this church uh, that he loved, encouraging them to rejoice in their circumstances. So in light of their current situation and the promise of struggles to come, Paul knew that there would be times of plenty and times of want, as he mentioned in chapter 4, verse 12. And so he was aware of the uncertain times awaiting them, and so he wanted to encourage these people that were super, super dear to his heart. And this is what he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. You think he needed to say it uh, two times? Probably because we need that repetition. Verse 5, he says, Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. And then verse 6, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So Paul instructs this church to, to rejoice in the Lord, um, and, and then he comes along and says, and here's how you're going to do that. As you're rejoicing, it's going to remind you that there's nothing in my life that is worth me allowing anxiety to take full and complete control. So when circumstance confront us and tempt us to worry, we cannot ignore them or hope they will simply go away. So I'm not asking you to do that or just to act like, well, it's not that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. Whatever's causing you to be anxious, I truly believe it is significant. But in that, you cannot surrender to it. You have to get go to war. You have to decide to pray. So don't let anything cause you to worry, but let everything cause you to pray. In Philippians 4.6, uh, Paul uses the term prayer and petition. And prayer is the general term for talking to God. So just in general, prayer terms, this is what you do when you're talking to God. But petition, uh, that word there, refers to the more specific request made. And so what he's saying is, it is both prayer and petition. So as we abstain from worrying, we are to stay devoted in prayer in all situations, but making specific petitions with thanksgiving. So while we've already seen God answer prayers in our midst, in those general terms, right? We've seen God answer those prayers. We're mindful of it. We're, we're remembering it. We also realize there's still some unresolved issues on our prayer list. And as we've been compiling a list over which to pray, you probably have some items that you are still praying that God will address. And the tendency is to resort back to anxiety uh, and just allowing yourself to be anxious without any checks and balances and attempt to take matters into your own hands. And this is the deal. Once again, I think there are certain things that you need to do when anxiety hits. But if you're not coming to God in prayer and being honest with saying, God, um, I'm struggling, and I know that you know that I'm struggling, and I'm going to bring this to you right now in prayer, I don't think you can ever have long-term success with any type of the wisest principles that this world or even godly help can give you if you're trying to do it in your own strength apart from God's power and presence in your life. And so with those items that you're still praying that God will address, the tendency is to resort back to anxiousness, attempt to make matters into our own hands. God's word is clear. We must fight anxiety and rely on prayer. So if you have things that are making you anxious today, I'm not here to cast shame on you. I'm here to point to a direction. Have you taken them to God in prayer? Have you been honest with them? I hope to see you on the second mile.